Adam and Peter explore the crazy new world. And we are back. What's up this week? <laughs> What did you well, find? Well, this week, uh, someone contacted me, Peter. This week, uh, someone contacted me about our first session. He realized how powerful this mini GPT-4 tool is that we presented in the very first mm -hmm. session. Um, if you remember, this was the tool where you can provide some pictures. It will describe what it sees and it will make like recommendations, whatever, um, how to solve the issue that it sees and um, all these things. Well, and a friend of mine sent me a message that this is a lifesaver for him. This tool is like super great for creating ads for when you want to sell things online for eBay, whatever it is. So he just takes pictures of 100 things, asks um, mini GPT-4 to describe what it sees and it's, it's done. It's basically done. <laughs> That's cool. <clears throat> because I, I, I recently read something. Well, I've seen actually a video about this, uh, how impactful it is if you have good descriptions on ebay so if you're going to sell stuff and you like um you just describe what it is or copy and paste it from a from a web url it is not really selling so if you give a personal story to it and say yeah this was the thing that i loved when i met first time my wife blah 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 and have these things then there's some emotions to it and then it can sell much better so if you get this idea you i think you can prompt it as well to say make an emotional description give a bit of a story and by doing so you can boost your sales on on ebay like nothing it's amazing. yeah well you well as you can do with chatgpt you can ask chatgpt to create and something for ebay that will uh, boost your sales so uh, you can easily use the mini gpt with the same prompt so describe what you see and make make it the best possible thing i could imagine for ebay so it's crazy this is great yeah so yeah. well yeah. there are so many so many um, use cases that we don't see when we presented this tool it was like take a picture of of a dish and describe it so which is nice but not a real use case or describe what breed uh, what um, breed of dog do you, do you see but now people discover real use cases and this is one <laughs> absolutely now, <clears throat> this brings me to a point when i'm you mentioned like the um, the prompting on the on the ChatGPT side, um, and what I found really crazy or strange is um, I've tried to when I watch YouTube videos to see what kind of magic great prompts you have when you want to learn the prompting, how you do this to get if better results, and then I try to simulate or do exactly what I've seen in the video, which was maybe published a couple of weeks ago, and it didn't work. So I was thinking, what? what's this? They tell me what something. What do you mean by show, didn't work? Yeah, so it, you know, they, they show the screen and say, like, there was an example of a guy saying it doesn't really calculate properly. <laughs> but if you give a prompt like you're a great mathematician, mathematician, and then it does the job right. So I said, that's a cool example. And I want to have this in a in a training class where I wanted to show it. And of course, I just replicated what the guy did in the video. He showed the prompt in the video and the result. And I've done exactly the same. And the result was different. And you can say, yeah, that's a thing because there is some statistics in it. But no, then I realized what the, prop, what, what the thing behind is and why this kind of replicating of old prompt ideas may not work. ChatGPT and GPT are completely different things. ChatGPT is a complex application. 
it's the interface to talk to GPT, which is the language model. And the language model is frozen. It is kind of being programmed on data or the weights, the weighting factors that calculate a result of a given input, they will be unchanged. They have the status of 2021, as everybody knows, and that's it. So the model does not learn anything when we interact. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, these guys who run ChatGPT, the application, they change a lot. So mm -hmm. they kind of work on the application to make it respond differently based on also the feedback that everybody puts in. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of a layer above the language model layer, which is changing constantly. And that's the reason why if we try to kind of copy and simulate the, the old prompting stories that you see on the web, and it's also, also the stuff that we may talk about, this will look different in a couple of weeks from now because they changed the application, ChatGPT, constantly. Mm -hmm. Not changing the core, GPT. This is the mm -hmm. GPT 3.5, what they have. That's stable. But the application around will change constantly. And this is something like eye-opening to me. Ah, that's two completely different things. Mm -hmm. And that's also mm -hmm. when you look at Bing, where they have a GPT in, the response, if you type something in, it does more like a search engine. It's not exactly the same, although the language model may be exactly the same. Crazy, isn't it? Okay, okay. So for people watching and listening, uh, GPT-4 or 3.5 mm -hmm. is just mm -hmm. like the database of um, mm -hmm. the trained elements. And ChatGPT is the UI, the, the visual thing that makes gives you access to, to the data, right? Exactly. This is the communication interface. And this changes and the way how you communicate the responses that it provides changes. Although the system behind the data beyond this, the, the language model is not changing. It does not learn. Only, as I said last time, it's always the context in the chat that you're in. This is what's happening always. It's only this context. It doesn't have any remembering of what you've done before. And it does not change, but the, the, the application changes. And that's something that I also find really interesting. So they keep it under control. You know, this thing has maybe some bias data, which is untrained on. And to get the bias out, they build fences around it when you interact through the chat. That's, mm -hmm. that's exactly mm -hmm. what it is. Cool. And it's another thing that I Still all learning, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still all every day. And another thing that I found really funny, a story that I came across today. So they I read in the newspaper that now Google has officially launched their BART thing um, mm -hmm. in 180 countries. And what I found the pity, though, is that Germany is not one of these 180 countries. It may tell me something <laughs> about our, what they think about us, what Google thinks about Germany, or maybe the German language is just too, <laughs> too complicated. Probably the lows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I found something really, uh, it was cute in a way. So they showed how it works and they were a bit of proud and saying this is just an experiment to make sure that people are not expecting too much. There was one thing where it had to translate a sentence. And the sentence for the German listeners here, or for those who understand German, was going like, Ich verstehe nur Bahnhof. Which translated by Bad very directly into, I only understand train station. <laughs> Which you is need to explain what it really means. <laughs> Nobody understands what it means, I only understand train station. I found it so funny because sometimes we Germans make a lot of playing around with the words. We just substitute English words by the German word and have the German grammar and it comes out. Everybody, every German person understands what we mean and everybody outside of Germany has no clue. I only understand train station. What does it mean? It's bullshit. I tried it out then in ChatGPT and said, let's see if this thing has the same issue. It does not. It gives the correct answer. So if I say, please translate, 
ich verstehe nur Bahnhof into English. The result is, it's all Greek to me. That's the idiom or what it really means, I don't understand the word. Hmm. And so chatty is much better here than the bard in this one. And I found it so cute that this kind of thing is exactly behaving like all our American friends. When we say these kind of German words translated directly into English, nobody has a clue and we have a lot of fun. <laughs> okay, right. so we have three small tips in, in the session. So using mini GPT and here is again. I forgot to show you the link. Now it's over my head, but uh, for <laughs> yeah, GitHub IO. Um, yeah, blocked out your, it makes it anonymous, you know. Exa exactly, <laughs> anonymous Adam uh, on yeah. screen. So mini GPT for, for uh, using for eBay, then bot release. And for all the others, if you for don't, for those who just watch the podcast, the link is again in the show notes. Um, and the other kind of mini hack was use ChatGPT until Bard is working. <laughs> I still I still believe that um, ChatGPT that was released in November last year, the three point five version, yeah. has so much advantage. So it, it's like um, it's it's like everywhere right now. It will mm. be hard for Google. It will be tough for Google, I think so as well. So let's see what's up next week. Um, what what cool, cool new features or new learnings we have about the thing. You see mm -hmm. myself, I'm more like <laughs> showing kind of the, oh, I learned something and you go like, I found something great, practical, usable. I'm not the use guy. <laughs> it just come out with stupid things. Nobody can do something about it. But maybe it gives me the insight or others the insight of what's behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Let's see. <laughs> Stay tuned. There is more crazy stuff coming soon.